0: You are listening to the Ornation Podcast, the show about Orna, Orns, and Ornate Linkus Pause. I am Omnus, and I am here with my partner in crime, Hacken slash Vito. Give me that salutation, buddy. Oh,
1: you're back again already? Have you completed your first task? salutations my friend how's it going omnis <laughs> good good i was trying to set you up for your your big opener i know you love those Dude, it's so good eric has some good lines eric of andwin uh he's got a some cool lines eric with a q do you know any Eric's with a q um
0: i know some cute erics if that's what you're asking but it works for me yeah. Um, yeah, I realized that you. I didn't until I was coming up with my nickname for you and decided to call you Hack and Slash. I realized Slash is kind of the wrong name for you. You're all about the magic. You're the magic and pet guy, and then you've got the melee name on the show. Yeah, I've always identified more with the the Vito part of the uh, the old okay. two word name, but
1: gotcha. eh, it is what it is. Slash <laughs> yeah. is uh, it's just a very it's a very sticky.
0: Yeah. Maybe I'm gonna call you Ultima Vito or. Uh... What about verse veto verse oh, versus Vito. veto? There's some cool stuff there. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. But I'm I'm glad that my versatility can inspire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, all right, slash. Let's get into some news. Some news. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Uh, d- did you see that uh, the Link of Summoning Scroll was adjusted? Uh, it's it's like seven of each of the
0: parts now. It was like 15 and five. Yeah, what it started off as 10-10-10, and then it went to 5-15-15, and 5-15-15 was kind of rough. Rough? Was that a Linkus pun? Because he's a big dog guy, right? Uh, it was not, but it could rough. be. If you want it to be, listener, if you want it to be, and then it is. Um, <laughs> But 777 is is pretty solid. I'm still I'm going through the thing that I need the most is the monosaurus monoceros horns is the thing that's uh, that's catching me. Yeah, those I think, you know, I think that's what's getting me too.
1: Um, let me let me just check real fast.
0: It's OK. I will just believe that that is that is the thing that is, in uh, fact, the thing. So, uh, also cool announcement from uh, Northern Forge is they're going to be at PAX East, uh, which is going to take place uh, mid mid March. Um, so if you're if you're planning to do that Boston con, that could be a cool chance to like hang. You know, I don't know, like they're going to have like a big hang. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but at least you could probably come by and be like, hey, Coven, your sprites are so glorious. I love you. And he would probably blush a little bit. But uh, yeah, you should do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Last year, uh, last year we
1: got to visit them in spirit uh, via the other realms. Ooh! did they have other realms going during packs for like killing them? Yeah, that was uh, that was what it was. Uh,
0: That's how I got my Argos from fighting Odie. Oh, nice. See, I didn't, uh, I didn't start playing until after PAX East. I started playing on March 31st. So I would have just missed that. You, uh, you, sir, the, the, the Lord of the noobs. (laughs) Yes. Lord of the noobs. That, that can be, yeah, I'll totally, I'll totally own that for sure. Um, you just had a hundred hours played, didn't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Actually, literally today, I we were we were sharing how much we'd played, and I looked, and I was at a hundred. Uh, no, so I was at a hundred days and three hours. So wow. I hit a hundred days played today. Uh, so yeah, a little little milestone. Um. Also, I hit uh ten thousand dungeons over the weekend. Dang, dude! Uh, speaking of dang, dangy shouted us out in the the community announcements how cool is that i saw that that
1: that was so that was so cool it was like a, a tremor in the force as uh, as dozens of discords were all screaming out an announcement <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i have uh uh chatted with him a little bit and i think a goal for the podcast is i want to my my kind of first goal and you could have your own goal or you could share the goal with me up to you uh I want us to hit one percent of the Orna players who are listening to the show. That's that's my first goal. So that could be uh, good. Maybe, um, maybe listeners, maybe get
1: there. listeners, tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, tell your alts about the podcast.
0: Definitely wow. your alts. Yeah, that's that would be <laughs> that would be really helpful. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's good for announcements. Uh, but we got some comments. What comment do you got from me hack and slash?
1: Uh unidentified flying object writes, Uh the majority of my town... Ta- Omnis before I read this comment from UFO, what what was the what was the question last month?
0: Uh tell us something cool that you did with your origin town. That was it. So in origin in UFO's origin
1: town, the cool thing is the majority of my town is bunched in extremely close to each other. If you're sitting on my couch and you zoom in all the way, then it's a clean circle. Also, my son began began encircling it with fountains. That sounds pretty neat, like a little little fairy circle of fountains.
0: I love seeing the I love seeing the cool origin towns that are just like really nicely laid out. Like I think Conk sent a picture of his. Ah, I love him.
1: Yeah, I the the pictures are so neat. Like it's it's cool to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that, that was a that was a fun question, but also have a response from Vestland. Um, this one was actually in response to our question from a prior episode about uh, which which of our shows so far did they like the most? And Vesland had said a bit of a non-answer for me. I like the general way you set up your episodes, a general theme for each episode and a small reoccurring segments. If I had to choose one, which you do, I'm making you uh i'd say uh the best in slot episode though and i just that's really hyped here because i think the best in slot episode is probably my favorite if we x the fact that just the first episode and getting to know you is like helping with my bromancing um but that that was cool to hear people liked an episode that i was really passionate about
1: that that first episode was a very bromancy episode and yeah i that was a good discussion that bis episode that had some rock solid discussion my dude
0: yeah and it it also it kind of reinforces because i definitely want to do some like interesting gear discussion episodes as we can work them in because i think it's it's just really fun content and it's a little less formulaic and a little more like how do you feel about this what did you like what do you want to try you know that kind of thing and i think that can just be exciting and it can be inspiring and sometimes we. You know, we can get into like gaming ruts and such. And so when you find something new that kind of inspires you to like try out something a little bit different and see how it goes. And sometimes that stuff yields cool results. So um, definitely, definitely glad to hear that people are liking that stuff. Yeah,
1: I gosh, I think that's the that's one of the things that really connects us together is we
0: both like those weird builds. (laughs) We like the weird stuff. Well, I like to, I, I think for me, it's not necessarily that I like, I actively like being weird. It's that I want to try something out and see if I can find something that maybe the larger community has missed a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, you know, it's hard to, hard to describe But because I come from a, a very competitive gaming background, right? And you're trying to go like, well, if everyone's doing these things, what is the interesting counter what is maybe the community missed or mm-hmm. you know something and uh, usually in these cases most stuff has been figured out but northern forge is dropping so much interesting gear that you know there's a good chance that not everybody has tried everything like there was a good discussion in uh, uh one of, i think it was the ornate general um and some people were thinking that Beohydrus wasn't actually good with Spike Shield. And it's like, wait a second, really oh high attack and high HP and high mana for high ward stats. Spike Shield is fucking fantastic on Beohydrus. So it got it, but it got some good discussion going and stuff. And I think that's, that's all healthy for the community. Yeah, it is. It is. We, yeah, I've been doing that, uh, that PVP
1: tournament for the ornament, uh, ornament <laughs> for the Ornal Legends uh, server.
0: A um, tournament, yeah. Tournament? Doing a
1: little, the Tournament, oh.
0: the blade of finesse tourney, yeah. Um, you're three and zero, oh, right? I'm champion three level. And three and
1: zero, oh, oh. doing good.
0: Doing I good have so were the second and third rounds close, or are you crushing it? Oh man, it was that
1: last that last one was pretty close. It was a really fun match.
0: I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're enjoying it. You're doing that as a Bayo arguer. Uh, man, I don't want to, I don't want to say what if, uh, what if I have to oh, find a list Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> okay. we're not going to spoil it. All, all right, so Gilga, got it. You're doing heretic, for sure. Got to get that, that mage background going, but... All right, Slash, I think it's time for a breaker. What is a cool custom name that you have given one of your pieces of gear? I,
1: I think my very favorite, so... Back when I was playing Grand Summoner, uh, I I when I stuck a lot of the the quick summon gems in my Celestial Staff, um, and I was using it to summon Hydras. I named it Hydra Hail. which I think is kind of cute. He's oh, um, cute. I don't use uh, I don't use Hydra Hale uh, anymore. I uh, guess I don't don't run Grand Summoner much. Um, so my current, I think the biggest one that I've got is I name, um, I named my, my coiled shield slash vetoes vetoing shield because it just feels right. Um, yeah, I, I like to name, I do like to name my weapons though, based on like what they're doing, right? Like I've got my, my questing bow of crit, my questing bow of follower stats, you know, that kind of thing. Makes it kind of easy to find them.
0: Yeah. So the, the thing that kind of inspired this question is I had decided to change out uh, which celestial weapon I was using for my Ultima Strikes build. And I tried a staff for a little bit. I'd actually tried a bow for a little bit. Um, I've tried just about everything in the Ultima Strikes build. I've tried the scythe, um, but I settled into actually using a loot mm-hmm. and uh, I was trying to come up with a cool name for it. And I ended up calling it Echoes of Arotima, which um, I'm probably not actually pronouncing the word correctly because it's not a real word. But what, it, what it's inspired by is because, obviously, I'm a big Final Fantasy nerd. When Ultima was translated to English, the kind of... If I understand this description correctly, like if you take the Japanese word for Ultima and directly translate it in kind of kind of how you would say the word, how you would kind of pronounce it. it ends up coming across like Arutima, which is how it kind of got translated to Atma in uh. um, in some of the stuff. But I thought that was kind of cool and I thought this was kind of the subtle way to give a throwback to Ultima um, from you know its initial, um, uh, you know, Final Fantasy three slash six was kind of the the first time that like I don't think there was ever a point where something was called like Ultima Weapon or the uh, spell Ultima until that game. Pretty mm-hmm. sure, pretty sure. I can't think um, of anything. I think but, it's Final Fantasy. Uh, but yeah, so that was the thing that kind of inspired it. I mean, I also have I call my um, my Yimmer World Eaters Blood Frenzy after the <laughs> sword from EverQuest. Um, Cute and. And then whenever I put the uh, acorns into an item, so if I have the acorns in a bulwark, I call it the bulwark of flowing thought because flowing thought was the effect that recovered mana in EverQuest. And so those are my, those are my little things, but, um, but yeah, listeners, this is going to be the the question for all of you. So we want to hear what's a cool custom name that you've, you've given to one of your pieces of gear and, and why? Uh, And so, I'm I'm excited for this one. This might be the question I'm most excited to hear from the listeners. It's a good See one. See what kind of creativity. You know what I uh, you know what I named my Celestial loot omnus? What? What? What did
1: this you name This is it? this is an older gamer reference, slash? but I named it El Kabong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and where does that come from? <laughs> That's from uh god it's like old uh like Huckleberry Hound, right? I, I'm asking you. It's your name. You got to tell me how where this came from.
1: Yeah, it's Huckleberry Hound. Okay. Old cartoons. I
0: Dude, I barely... If it's not a Ninja Turtle or Ghostbusters cartoon, I'm not sure. Maybe X-Men as well. Beyond that, I don't really remember. I'm getting too old. But... All right, Slash. I'm excited for the next section. And I've got a, I've got a name to test out. A name to kind of like try on for size. Are you, mm-hmm. are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. The section is broken builds Ooh. and ornate opportunities, which was inspired by a conversation about how you like the swash stuff. So you wear the broken gear. And then I have the reputation for getting ornate. So the broken builds ornate opportunities. Very nice. How does, it, nice. How does it feel? Does it is it comfy? Is it, you know, nice pair of sweatpants for you? It is good. It is good and comfy.
1: I like that it abbreviates down to boo. <laughs> it's also an anagram for something. Yeah. I'll I'll let the I'll let the readers the listeners um figure that out though. <laughs> broken builds and ornate
0: opportunities. So B-B-O-O. slash. What is, what is your what is your bb? What is your what is your broken build? What is what have you been working on?
1: Uh, you know, <clears throat> I've been. So I've been, I've been working with, uh, my, my, my girlfriend has been stuck on cave stone. That's Uh, a rough one. Yeah, it is. Um, so I've been working on this kind of goofy, like I've been working on optimizing my realm shifter build for farming cave stone, which is, we're doing it in like tier seven gauntlets. Um, and I'm able to get, I'm able to get T seven horde gauntlets down to under, under a minute which is kind of nice. Uh the secret is you don't let other players have turns, by the way. <laughs> that's <laughs> it slows it down too much. Um that's that's a lot of what I have been uh working on. Uh we mentioned being 3 and 0 in the uh in the tournament. Um that's been taking up some of my three time. And
0: oh, 3 and 0. 3
1: and 0. Um yeah, man, have you have you played around three with the veto? <laughs> very nice uh (laughs) have you played around with like uh daggers or like celestial arrow or any of those moves
0: i have not that's uh well celestial arrow is the one heretic that i have not picked up and rend daggers that's from the bof spec right yeah yeah
1: i'm I'm still a bof scrub they hit like trucks dude they uh they hit like trucks that tells you what
0: so so i was curious because um obviously i do a ton of tier 7 dungeons mm-hmm. and i do it as Bayo Hydrus with uh Zwei specialization is there a is there a reason why you don't do that since you've got a bunch of special you got a bunch of ales and Bayo as well
1: well the nice thing about uh about realm shifter is that i've got like Thirty percent more view distance on Realm Shifter than I could possibly have on on Bayo. So, mm, gotcha. So it's also about being able to like see the dungeons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's the 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 extra or forty percent, the twenty percent from
0: being a Realm Shifter, and then I'm also a Seeker on my Realm Shifter. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Dorito Seeker as my other a spec. dude. I. <laughs> I've been playing um I've been playing
1: Dorito with the bunny. Yeah. And it is dude it's still doing a ton of damage. That bunny is that bunny is no joke.
0: I believe you. It seems legit. I would like to I would like to get it at some point. Um but uh I guess that's a good transition to my ornate opportunities. Holy crap, did I go hardcore on the dungeon grinding? Uh, oh, yeah? I I love that you're acting surprised.
1: <laughs> you're showing off some wealth, my dude. <laughs> well, it so, was...
0: my It was astonishing, dude. Tell them. Tell I, the listeners. Okay, so I didn't... So, uh, previously, I kind of thought, I try to save the hard boss dungeon, like, heavy farming for when the plus 25% or an event hits, right? Right. But I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like... I feel like this the way that this event works with all of the Rift bosses and how they're like really solid orns would make it worthwhile. And I did a I did a test and it was way better than I expected. Way, way better. And so I'm like, okay, let me get a temple going in my kingdom and Vulcans and let's let's see what I can really do. So what what did you expect? Before you tell us what you actually ended up getting, what did you expect to get? Well, the first test, I I forget what the exact number was, but I would have been really happy with one hour getting like 150 million orns. I Uh would have been totally happy with that. Uh And then I got more than 200 million orns. And I was like, fuck, I can do better than this. I wasn't using Vulcans. uh, I wasn't... Um, and I didn't, and I could definitely push my anguish a little bit more. Uh-huh. And so, um, the, the sad part about my, my, my heavy day of dungeons, which wasn't actually that many hard dungeon hours. It was about five, I think. I think it was, eh, I think it was six. Um, but then spread out. I did a little bit of key farming in there. And obviously, you know, when you're doing hard dungeons, you kind of run out of dungeons to do. Mm -hmm. Because even with double unfelt concords, uh, you know, I've got six hours or five hours. Um, So there was like an hour in the evening. And then I did another five over the course of the next day before the temple ran out. And all said and done, uh, I made about 1.5 billion Orns.
1: 1.5 billion Orns. That's what, like that's um that's seven that's over seven and a half times what you would expect. Holy uh, crap, dude.
0: Well, yeah, I mean I the hundred and fifty million I was thinking for an hour, but when I started realizing that I could get more than two hundred million, um, and then maybe I could get over three hundred. Unfortunately I didn't hit one hour where I really got things kind of perfectly working because none of my builds felt perfect i was testing out a lot of different things a few different things with the leg slot still how you deal with immortal lords and um like one of my solutions for immortal lords was as beohydris if i'm running the chimera pet i have plus seven percent accuracy and if i run the Riff Rogue boots i have plus five percent accuracy and so that makes the mischance you know assuming that i have all this math right and all these things work this way my miss strike, my mischance with realm strikes is only like 3% percent mm-hmm. and that well, bypass plus whatever is it is decks. from the decks no 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 it just fucking ignores decks realm strikes there's no decks mischance really is that how that works yes and it's, it's similar with spiked shield and um hmm. and so realm strikes is my way of getting around the immortal lords in high anguish The problem is, is that Realm Strikes kind of has shitty penetration. Yeah. And so it doesn't really work. Like a Berserk Immortal Lord just takes no damage. Yep. Like when I have 30 Anguish and it's a Berserk, Realm Strikes literally does no damage. But for a normal Anguish 30, um, it gives me uh, I very, very rarely miss. He can still second chance, but that's way better than missing like three attacks. Yeah. And so I was just experimenting with some different stuff. I even had a guarding strikes build that I really liked. Um, We'll probably kind of dig into these in, in some episode in the future. And like I could talk for a whole hour about the things that I was trying to make this work. But I was legitimately doing good farming at Anguish 30 in full farm gear. Like my leg slot was really the only thing that wasn't farm gear. Well, I mean, the only farming legs are what the jolly stockings. Right. And so everything else was plus orns and uh yeah, it was it was big numbers. I got one rift boss, one berserk rift boss give me over two million orns by himself. It's pretty sick, dude. Um so with that in mind, I built two towers since the last episode to fifty. So I now have three uh three level fifty towers. So wow. lots of tower stuff to do.
1: Twin towers, huh? Sorum on the white over here. Uh, no, I have three now. I have Three
0: now. Yeah, but Prometheus, the, Selene, the and uh, Oceanus. But yeah. Uh, also, my tip for towns: I, I you can't keep five towers together. I I had to separate them. So I would literally go for a walk and like move my three towers that I actually kind of use further away, and then a different direction. I moved the other two so that it shouldn't block me from accessing any any dungeon or monument. Um, and if you try to put five of them all kind of together, it just—it's too difficult. There's always something yeah. that it's blocking. I swear. I uh, I have them
1: all kind of at the periphery of my OT. Um, they're kind of in a circle around it, uh, and I can't, like, I can't interact with my towers without putting on view gear. Yeah.
0: Mine. To... Uh, yeah, I mean, I usually have view gear on, so I think they might be out of range if I if I switched off of view gear, but I don't my normal gear is almost always in view gear. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I moved him a pretty decent chunk kind of outside the, the outer realms, but I'm really excited at some point. I do want to dive into like how I was approaching anguish and I really want to like share it with everyone. Um, because I do think like I was doing a guarding strikes build for a bit. And like, I, I think Gilga Ursa would actually like do that build better. And, and so I think there's a really good anguish build in there for Gilga and, um, I'm excited to talk about it in the future. So Good. But we've got we've got enough to talk about in this episode. And so I don't want to drag it on with all of my little, you know, ornate opportunities. But um, are yeah, we I don't want to
1: dog you too much, but it's about time we talk about the main topic. It, it is
0: indeed. It is a link to the past. You know, funny story. I bought uh, Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Um, for my Super Nintendo and I got it and I haven't actually played it since I got it. I might have ordered it like a year ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> that... I need to fix that. Legend of Zelda a Link to
1: the Past, that game should come with a warning on the label that says, caution, after playing this game, other games may pale by comparison. <laughs> that game was uh, very
0: good, dude. I'm excited for you to get to play it for the first time. No, I, I played it once. I, it was my first RPG. Oh. But it was like that was the one I learned on. And then I kind of moved on and I got really into the Final Fantasy stuff and whatnot. And so I'm kind of excited to go back and experience it again. I'm pretty sure I was like 12 or something when I started playing it. Maybe younger. Um, but Dude, it's, I, so it's something good. I wanted to get back to. I actually bought a, a connector port to uh, make it so my I have an HDMI to AV cables so that I can plug it into my new TV. But Beautiful. i'm excited it's gonna happen soon soon you'll get uh
1: you'll get a um like an old old tv so you can watch it
0: no i mean i got it all set up so i i i've already set up the new adapter thing to my current tv like a casual get yourself an rcv tv yeah all right but main topic time so we wanted to kind of dive into uh linkus turned king linkus is the full name right turned king linkus Yeah, Um, that's a hard thing to say fast. But obviously, listeners, there's this... We could just wait and, like, really dive into it more and try to give you a more in-depth, like, guide. But we thought it would be more important to kind of discuss some of the things and hopefully get people hyped before. while you can still do the boss um, and still have a couple of weeks to, you know, raid him, decide if there's a piece of gear or something you really want to get. Um, and so we, that's why we elected to just, we're going to go ahead and hit it now and hopefully help out the community and help out the people who are, who are ready to dive into this cool new boss from Northern Forge. So, um, real quick on the summoning, uh, as we said, it's seven furs, seven horns, seven hearts. Um, the furs come from kin of Kerberos, the best spot. Ah, uh, to get those has been horde dens, horde beast dens for me. But you can see them occasionally in towers, and then a decent amount in monuments. They do not show up uh, as a world spawn or in normal dungeons. Um, what about uh, what about the monoceros?
1: Yeah, slash? you need the horns. You need the horns from those guys. You can get those horns. I see. I see that guy a lot in the wild. I see him when I'm when I'm in between dungeons, or when I'm doing a little world farming, or doing some stuff in my OT. Um, they're also in monuments uh, and in uh, those good old beast dens, uh, like the 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 Kerberos for those Kerberos furs. Can we can we mash those together into Ferberos? <laughs> sure, like Kirby Fur, Furby Kirby's Kirby
0: <laughs> <laughs> fur
1: curse uh, the ooh. Uh, i don't know about that one i guess furby <laughs> kirby's could get us uh like you dirty by... furker
0: <laughs> who are you calling dirty <laughs> um yeah good good shout out they end up being the uh i think the the gate the 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 bottleneck and so definitely kill monoceros when you have the opportunity um the manticore hearts Best way to get those is uh, doing normal horde boss dungeons. And obviously you want to do the rift stuff and whatnot anyway. So that's a really good way to accumulate a bunch of those. Uh, You will see some of them in the beast dens and also in monuments. Um, And you can do these at tier eight, right? It's only like a tier eight boss. So uh, you don't even have to do tier 10 horde boss if you don't want to. That's a good shot. Um but yeah and then you make these in the monument guild. And so I have seen some people go like how do you even summon this guy? Um but yeah, you have to go actually build uh build the monument guild and do it while you're actually at your OT. You can't build while you're like way vesseling back to your OT. Um but anyway, that's the that's the gist for summoning him and then it's a scroll and you get him and there's no low level version. It's just like he's the guy. Um Which is fighting nice. him is not super complicated but it is interesting to shout out he's immune to dragon and he's resistant to fire cold lightning and earth and so it is something where it might be worthwhile like if you're melee maybe you remove the enchantment from your weapon um if you're gonna do a bunch of Linkus so you're not having to cast elementalists the whole time um but that doesn't really matter if you're doing a spellcaster stuff right you just like fucking ultima him or whatever pew pew um uh, he also does have multiple attack down effects. So I do think it's worthwhile uh, to wear maybe like your old northern crown or, you know, um, an accessory that protects you from attack down if you're, if you're melee. Uh, but he has no, he has doesn't have any status effects that are a big deal. He can bleed you. Um, and he does have a 100% curse effect. Uh, so if you really care about curse, you could, you could wear anti curse protection. Um, but he's not one of those guys that like blinds you or blights you or, you know, anything that really stops your activations. So it's it's about, you know, how well you can tank his hits and how hard you hit. Um, you have uh, any input slash on on the on the fight? You can
1: uh, you can sure tell that you don't uh, redline on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I suppose if you're a redlining, the fact that he has all the bleeding is <laughs> actually a big deal for you guys. Yep. You yep, are I... totally right keeping out for those bleeding and curses those those status uh those those stat downs that you mentioned are another big one um he's his damage isn't like out of this world he doesn't come out like uh like a risen morgan just swinging for the fences
0: but he's got some pretty high damage abilities dude yeah Cause... i i agree especially compared to like the rift stuff who kind of hits like a baby you know mm-hmm. the rift stuff doesn't hit hard and Switching from doing riff stuff to him, yeah, he'll deal some
1: damage. Yeah. Yeah. He uh don't Man, yeah, don't make direct
0: eye contact. He sees this as a threat. <laughs> <laughs> he will directly link you to your past. Um, nah. uh you tried to force that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job. It's my Oof. job. Uh, um how no. do you feel about codexing this guy? Any any tips there? dude his status immunities are brutal i don't do we want to spoil this for the the codexing fans i'd say go for it i i hate codexing so So, i don't understand what they want or don't want spoiled generally
1: speaking like something rough is like petrified right like if something's immune to petrified that's a little rough this guy's got petrified immune he's immune to drenched omnis um (laughs) how do you drench someone that's that's exactly it there's not a lot of ways to do it um there's some uh there's an offhand that'll do it the bag of tricks um uh, there's uh gosh does great mimics mischief do it it might i don't remember it does if a changes. lot of things yeah i'd have to double check i'm not the biggest on uh codexing uh but you know what one's really impressively hard uh after even after checking drenched there's one that was a question marks for me for a long time and that is lion's execution the the freaking the the one that the lindworm
0: pet puts on so you basically have to get the lindworm pet and if you is don't it, have it you can't you can't Isn't that insane? Isn't
1: that insane?
0: That's, dude, so that's, much that I feel like that was just like a big I We'll have to ask Wyvernhand. Is this is this like a fuck you to Wyvernhand, or is this like here's an interesting codexing challenge for you? I'm I'm curious what he says. I you
1: know what like it, it, you know what Odie's doing more stuff like this for the codexers. Like it seems like it's a cool challenge to me. Um, that could be a good question for our our listeners. I am interested uh in what Wyvernhand says. Um, but maybe maybe that's a good one to drop in the comments as well. We'll just have to
0: see. All right. Well, now we get into the fun stuff. We get in. We get into the loot. Um. So first off, he's got a weapon. What do you think of the axe?
1: Uh, you know. I want to ask know, let you me, a question about this weapon. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm happy you axe. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say here the, I'm gonna, the biggest problem that I have with this axe. Uh, is that it's not a celestial weapon. <laughs> There're no <laughs> one-handed slots weapon. on it. Uh I was I was going to lead into that but yeah, it is a two-handed axe which is a bummer. It gives berserk too, which is all up uh and you know 25% to all your stats is pretty cool. It's got a good chance of procing it. Um it's got a lot of sockets, dude. It's got like 11 sockets at normal. So what is that like uh like 13 14
0: I think the thing that disappointed me most about this weapon is, especially after like Arisen Labrys got a like a collateral damage boost for both, like how often and uh, the amount of damage. I was really surprised that this didn't have something like that. Uh, yeah. Especially since we're gonna like, there's been a lot of other gear in this event that has affected collateral damage or um, um. All of a sudden the, the, the rogue, the, the realm shifter Avidity. Yeah. Avidity. I want to say alacrity, but that's an old um vampire the masquerade. Um mm-hmm. uh, But I yeah, I was nice just feeder. surprised that it wasn't also like, hey, this is also a cool collateral damage axe if like Gilga wants to like swing it at your face or something. And so yeah. that that part I thought was a little sad.
1: There's not even um, an offhand it doesn't even have an offhand
0: ability. Yeah. It's just defend. So so i don't know um yeah i think right now the only thing i can really think of is if you don't want to use you know potions i guess it gives you a way in endless to activate berserk 2 if you want but yeah. i think this is a mostly skippable weapon if you're doing
1: some sort of like auto buffer build for um for like uh for horde dungeons i yeah this
0: thing costs it costs avalon or upgrades. so yeah I yeah. think I, I think I think this is something to skip. But hey, it's an extra item that gives us materials, so I am right. not going to complain. That's right. Um, um, I'll still hold on to an ornate just in case. Just yeah, in if case I got an I'd I'd hold on to it. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the bracer. The, this is the accessory. Uh, Ooh, it, this it,
1: one. This one was exciting.
0: Yeah, I. There's definitely been points where I wish that there was. Um, something that would help me with crit in the in the accessory slot and so it's cool that this this came out but it's a six percent crit and then it's a base one percent ward and it's got some mana and it's got some attack and uh and then obviously if you get the higher higher grade one um higher quality you you can get it to two percent ward which is kind of cool. I was excited to get one. I experimented with it a little bit and eventually elected that it was not going to be a long-term part of the build. But I still think it's cool that it exists. How are you feeling about the bracer? It
1: seems cool. Like if you've got flexibility in your accessory slot, that could be a good way to get some crit, right? Like six crit, that's... That's one, maybe even two ashen Pinions
0: out of your, uh, out of your gear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I guess what I'm thinking is because you can't get collateral damage bonuses or avidity out of your accessories at the moment, that maybe this is something that works into an accessory slot to free up some adornment slots for the either the collateral damage or the uh, avidity stuff, something like that. Um, is my best guess at the moment. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what people come up with for this item. Yeah. Some more flexibility out of the accessory slot is nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the normal adornment. What do you, what are you thinking about the bristle so far? Dude, this thing, this thing is going to
1: be the farm, the farm item for, for Linksy.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't
1: think you're wrong there. Linkus, it's, it, Linkus's Bristle, it's 2% crit, and it's got Ward on it, um, it's got a little bit, it, it does slightly reduce your attack, but not as much as an Ashen Pinion. Yeah, it's only a base, like, negative 12. It's, um, that's so good, dude, that's so good. It's like two turle feathers stapled together, it's got Ward on it, it doesn't have the dex,
0: but it's got the crit, it's, ah. Uh, Mm. and it's it does it, it does also give an avidity and collateral damage bonus as well
1: yeah you know i totally oh, forgot wait, about wait, that. was it You're just right? avidity no i think no. it is both okay it's
0: yeah yeah it is both.
1: It, the nutty um, thing like it's i would use it without that
0: right like if that was zero i would still use it i'm already using some you of course you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have uh, I have two famed ones for and so I'm using them because it's only a few more a few more negative attack but it mm-hmm. you know it has two percent ward yeah um so I got a couple couple in my in my tower set at the moment, I think is the only place I have any. But uh I, I if I were still in Gilga, I would be super excited about this for Gilga Ursa builds for sure. This is this is a really exciting piece that would help you get to your crit cap while also helping with collateral damage. And I mm-hmm. feel like Realm Shifter's gotta be excited about this piece too. Yeah. Like more avidity, more better. Yeah, just a just a cool piece. It does seem like it's the piece that drops the least often, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, it's it's going to be one where you're going to have to do a fair amount of these. Um, I, I I'm guessing it drops from like half of them or something. Uh, is my probably my rough math, but but yeah, it's it's a cool piece. I would definitely. Definitely get some of these. They're just a really useful armor adornment. Period. Mm-hmm. And if you are a realm shifter or planning to do non spike shield Gilga stuff, this is this is going to be a, a critical adornment uh, for the future. I think. I don't know about half, dude. I've killed seventeen and I got two. <laughs> Damn. That's. Uh, I guess I'd have to see how many I've actually killed. I. I probably maybe I've just killed more than I thought I have compared to the the amount of bristles that I have. But all right. Well, let's talk about the celestial uh, adornment for a moment. This one's this one's so interesting because Mm -hmm. it's kind of not best in slot for anything, but it's this kind of cool general mix where it's. Um, 4% crit, 3% ward, 5% pet action. And obviously the ward can be improved. And as we heard in my intro, I got an ornate one. So I have a 6% ward one. And, um, the first thing that jumps out to me for this is I have been saying Gilga Ursa a lot in this episode, but I think a Gilga Ursa like blade of finesse build where you you want to get your crit up high enough that you hit hard enough that you're dealing like 50% damage to mm-hmm. your opponent. And then you're you're trying to get your um you're trying to get to the point where your um your your collateral damage can maybe hit for the other half, something mm-hmm. like that. And you could stick this stuff into a celestial weapon where maybe the Prometheus hands don't matter quite as much. Because you you just need to get to that fifty percent. You you're not necessarily caring about your 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 one shot ability. So mm-hmm. the fact that this gives a little bit of ward and then maybe like act, has an increased chance that your your phoenix or whatever gives you deific channel, uh, something like that. Uh, I feel like it could be really cool. Really could be really useful. Um, and so I do want to experiment with it. Is there is has anything about this jumped out to you? Dude, yeah, this there's
1: some pets out there that I think that are really really good that people are kind of sleeping on cuz their action rate is kind of low. Um this I I don't think like this isn't I don't think this adornment I don't think you'd use this like you wouldn't use like two or three of these in one weapon. I'd probably just use one of it. But you know that like that RNA one's pretty nice, right? If you looked at like a uh, Atlas of Olympia
0: did yeah, I power? I did. I actually used that guy a fair amount in in some of my earlier Gilga days. And yeah, especially at the point where I wasn't using Spike Shield 3 and I was using like Spike Shield 1 a lot, this could have been a really sweet adornment that just gives me some extra ward, but then also boosts the action rate and would also just make yeah. Action Phoenix a lot more viable as a Gilga, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it seems like a very... Uh, I was talking with another uh, with another player about this item, and this they were sort of pining that it was too generic. And you know, I I see what they're saying, right? Like pet act, uh, crit ward, that is very generic, but it's very good. It's good. It seems like good
0: stats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like I said, it's it doesn't it's not something where I look at it and go. I want to build a weapon that's really built around this in the way that I would like Prometheus hands or the Prometheus feet or the Selene hands etc or lungs of oceanus but this could be so maybe that that newer tier 10 right who's got one celestial weapon and they need to make it work for raiding and for PvP and for you know for multiple things maybe this kind of just gives that you know one you know you get a one good one of these or something and that can just be a really nice generic help you all the time for that person who's got like one celestial weapon
1: yeah i gosh like i said i can see this slipping into some pretty cool builds because i could see this really enabling some pets
0: yeah yeah and and just kind of like just kind of rounding out you know And like I said, I think one of the keys here is either it's going to be something that's useful for Blade of Finesse because you're not you're 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 not trying to just maximize one thing. You're you're thinking about your general viability against a lot of different builds or we're thinking about that player who doesn't doesn't have the ability to have a celestial weapon for every situation, you know
1: yeah well i mean and even even the one that does have a celestial weapon for every situation right like for raiding if you're using like if you're using one of the dragons
0: for blights this is basically you know twice as many blights right i mean five percent for for the non bayo classes that that can be absolutely huge in oh yeah just like speeding up your your general plan and I, I mean some people use the um the lungs of selene and those have a negative associated with them. And it's only 8%. So having one that's five with no downside, that's either giving you more ward or giving you crit, which most builds want one of those two, if not both of them. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I think it's, I think
1: it, it is celestial, but I think it's something people are kind of sleeping on.
0: Yeah, I I fully expect there to be. I would not be surprised if you hit, you know, uh, a cool blade of finesse build or something that actually utilizes these, uh, like I said. And if I was in Gilga Ursa right now, I would one hundred percent be be testing this out to try to, you know, try to maximize a a build. But, mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the armor on this guy um let's go ahead and do the head slot first because honestly i think this one is largely skippable it's it's like hey there's three different head slots they all do barrier not barrier two they do barrier what was the difference between barrier and barrier two barrier two does all
1: the the permanent defense and resist single ups barrier one was that like
0: it only did resist it up um i will have to double check that let's <laughs> i don't I now that we're talking about it i don't actually i've never i'm not sure i've ever cast i'm not sure i've ever actually cast it
1: yeah it's a lower lower tier spell i guess okay so it's the same as barrier two but it's a 65 percent chance instead of 100 percent chance for the two buffs
0: okay so yeah that was kind of what i was thinking that it 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 can give you the buffs. I mean, if it we're barrier two, I think that's a little bit better and like starts to make it kind of viable, but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't excite me. This is something that I will save an ornate, but I will not be powering it up right away. And I will be hoping that it maybe gets buffed down the road. Yeah. Um. But it does it, does this jump out to you at all? Am I wrong? Do you think this is weird that I'm. I'm thinking that this is a more skippable slot. Also, I just have some really good fucking head slots. So there's that's some stuff. That's some stiff competition.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm not thinking so. Like, I think that barrier, if I'm being honest, barrier two is one of the spells that I will cut from my spell list. Like, it's usually one of the first to go. Like, if I need to pick Stun Dart or something. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I would probably be less happy if my pet was to start casting it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm trying to imagine which pet I would want them doing barrier instead of one of their other spells. That's also a pet that I would take, you know? Yeah. Like if this was,
1: uh, if this was like defense double up, maybe. Right. Yeah. Like the, like some version of golem's fortitude where without the attack up or something, yeah. but,
0: but barrier. again, It's an item that gives us Avalon Ore and Titanium. Ooh, mats. And there's three of them and we get them from most Linkus fights. That is a point too. It is. These mats are very pricey. (laughs) Yes. Not, not the cheapest thing to upgrade. No. Okay. But so head slots, I think mostly we're going to dismantle these, Um, which is fine. I would rather they put in some extra items that are not immediately crazy. But give us give us some more materials because these are costly materials. But so there's a leg slot for thief, mage and warrior. Um, Slightly different defenses and resists, but they all give your pet the ability to cast Ward of Ortonite. Ooh, this is super interesting to me. And there's a part of me that in the back of my head, I'm like, is this broken? Is it broken? It might be broken. It seems good. It seems good. What are what are your thoughts? So this is. I think this is
1: very spicy. Um, you know, I like that uh, that golem, the Ortonite golem that casts Ward of Ortonite. Um, yeah. this is a cool cool ability. As you know,
0: legs are kind of a flexible slot around here. Exactly. In the most flexible slot, having something that gives you Ward of Ortonite. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, just at the the bare. Because you know I love the Chimera. I use mm-hmm. the shit out of Fake Chimera and Chimera. I love it. Just the idea that your Chimera can be like, hey, have Berserk, have Ward of Ortnight, and you know, we'll we'll help keep up your Ward and stuff too. Go to town, yeah. And that's not even like the best use for it. That's just a really you know solid use.
1: Yeah. Um. Have you Have you checked out the uh, the Mimic Pet?
0: Yeah. It's got
1: so, 100% buff chance.
0: <laughs> so it would be like Ward of Ortonite or uh Mimics, and then it's just going to like ward of Ortonite you every turn. Yep.
1: It's what a beautiful thing, dude. What a beautiful thing. Like that yeah. how does that not inspire like Gilgamesh, right? This just seems really solid. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to try it out. Yeah, even something where you just have an and phoenix also be able to give you ward of ordnite you know i i just feel like the uses for this leg slot are practically endless yeah
1: i i'm pretty i'm pretty inspired by it um the the buff chances like you were like you were talking about like some pvp builds um And you know, like, it's just, it's nicer to have one more, someone else casting, uh,
0: upkeeping your ward for you, right? Yeah. It's about time your pet earned their keep. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, one of the things, because I I liked using the Chimera a lot, even as Gilga Ursa. And one of the things that I I would just smooth out some of the Gilga Ursa rating would be if I did not have to worry about upkeeping my ward. Just something Mm -hmm. that, you know just helps soften that blow just a little bit and just the idea they're like oh well i can have the chimera give me berserk and then it'll just occasionally hit me with a ward of ortonite just to kind of keep my ward up a little bit just to like help me absorb some of those those bigger hits and mm-hmm. um things like that i it just it just seems super useful so a big props this is this is one of the areas where I think Northern Forge really hits it on the head. Like who would have guessed? Who was who was just talking about what they want from Northern Forge and being like, Can you give us items that would give new spells to our followers? Fuck, that wasn't even on my radar.
1: Yeah, it's it it totally like my colorblindness diagnosis, it it completely came out of the purple. <laughs>
0: Love it. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, the chest slots here for a minute, because each of these. So the warrior one, the curious has sharpened, which is the temp attack up. Mm-hmm. Um, my first instinct here on this one is I don't I don't know how I would use this.
1: Yeah. Like I. Gosh, these uh the chest ones. Chest is such a precious, precious slot right um yeah. like the temporary attack up the temporary magic up those are they're nice don't get me wrong they're nice 25 percent is a nice buff it's not super hard to get but usually uh usually i can't be tossed to cast the buff right like if i'm <laughs> casting a worm song yeah. it's usually not like the attacker magic buff is nice
0: but i'm probably casting it for the crit buff right yeah it is i think The, what could be kind of cool is if you were using one of these and you're using it with like the mimic, right? Every time it drops, it would immediately cast the temp up. And so it could be kind of a cool thing in a dungeon or something, right? Where at the end of a fight, right? It will always give you the temp attack or the temp magic up. And the temp magic up, like, for a hydra, since it's got all spells, it would be, like, flinging its fay flames or whatever and, and always benefiting from that. And then anytime it drops, it would immediately give it back to you. Um, my, the only hard part is I, I'm, I just struggle to choose these chests over a different chest. You know, Heretic's Rope mm-hmm. or Bulwark mm-hmm. or, you know, there's just so many good ones. Yeah, I mean even like court jester outfit, you know? Um alright, well not not anything too hype there, but fucking the garb. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Berserk. It's Berserk.
1: Yeah, it's berserk. It's nuts. That's crazy. Uh Berzerk. again though, again though, uh it's it's you know, it's a decent item. Like it's got some yeah. Warden stuff, but chest slots are very like That's a hard slot to replace on this.
0: It is. But I tell you what, I'm going to test this one out. Okay. Because I rolled a 191. Woo. All right. All right. Throw Uh, it on the
1: titanium and Avalon ore.
0: Yeah. So I've got it. I've got it in the, I've got it in the blacksmith. I will probably have it, um, have it good to go. And I'll be testing it probably before this episode even comes out. Um, but so my instincts here with this, it it wasn't something I was gonna like go after, but I was like, well, what are the odds that I get better than a 191? Even if I do a hundred more of these guys, like the chances I get a better than 191 are so low. Slim, yeah. Uh yeah. So I'll 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 try it out. And so what I'm thinking is is there's two builds primarily that kind of stand out to me for this guy. Is I could use it in my Ultima Strikes build. Right, I I would lose the bulwark, but stats are pretty similar, so no big loss there. Mm -hmm. Same amount of adornments, but it's potentially a fifty percent increase instead of a twenty percent increase. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it would just be a question of does it trigger fast enough for my preferences? If I've got, you know, either you know, a lot of the time I have either the golem or I have a phoenix. And so that's that's a thing that I'm going to test out and see what I what I think of it. Um, The other thing is, is that for a lot of my horde builds, I don't really care about Orns at the moment. So I'm wearing all murder gear. Okay. And so I want to play around with using this in my horde dungeon builds Mm -hmm. because I really like having Berserk uh, because it's a pretty low downside in the grand scheme of things. And it's plus 50% damage. And so I love having it. So I use Chimera a lot as my Horde dungeon pet. But this would open me up to other things. Like maybe can I, is it feasible for me to just run the Ashen Phoenix? Like as a Beohydrus, will it just like give me Berserk fast enough? And then I occasionally have DC as well throughout the dungeon? Is that going to be a thing? That could be Uh, cool yeah so or you know can i just run like i was looking and like stone has 40 percent buff rate Mm -hmm. yeah that that pet's pretty cool right and so yeah so i'm i'm interested in it and i think it would open up maybe some other interesting follower choices that could be really cool and so i'm it's it's something that's in the realm um to to experiment with uh I did get one of the ward of Ortonite ornates. Uh, Mm -hmm. it was a 171, and it's the mage shoes. And Mm -hmm. so I have an, or I have one, but since Beohydras could wear any of the three legs, I I don't want to do anything to power that up until after the event ends, because I want to see if I get a better one of any of the, uh, of any of the slots. Um, when i saw it because i had to do it by hand because none of the things were were calculating but overall i think this is a really cool a really cool boss and i'm really excited to see what other people come up with out of these both like the ward of ortonite the berserk um or like the bristle i Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be all sorts of new builds potentially that we start seeing people experiment with which you you know i love that shit Oh yeah, and
1: before this, like the the best crit accessory you could get was like what, like one or two percent, isn't it?
0: Uh, it like yeah, the
1: immortal ring or something. Like it yeah, was, yeah, there not... wasn't much. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty stiff. So it's nice but... to see that kind of loosening up.
0: Now I just I hope everyone gets cool ornate drops, you know, um, in a, a link as to their future. But uh, you know what time it is, slash.
1: Oh, the Codex Challenge!
0: Codex Challenge! Oh yeah,
1: you uh, you recently cashed this out, man. I had to buy two beers, or as they would say in uh, in in Spanish, dos cervezas. <laughs> How were
0: they, my friend? How were your your victory beers? Uh, it was, um, it was an Apocalypse IPA, two of them. Um, and you know, I love IPAs and they were bought by my, my sweet hack and slash bromance. So the, the fact that I got them from you made them better. Yeah. It was kind of what, there was some drama with the, what was it? The, the space dust. Oh yeah. They had like just switched out the space dust or something. It like wasn't cold. And so I couldn't order the, the go-to, the go-to space dust. And yet the world still turns barely it <laughs> barely turned well
1: thanks to the bears all right omnus uh let's bust out the old codex what should i look up all
0: right i want to do a boss i want to do a boss this time around okay okay elite cobalt lord elite cobalt lord only I wanna make it difficult
1: only you could be
0: cobalt as to pick the elite cobalt lord <laughs> <laughs> only you um, okay it's it's in content that both of us uh, that both of us do mhm 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 so then so i'm we'll back at zero can you go in your favor here's to hoping so
1: ah, gosh so i i'll tell my number my number is 608
0: oh you you gotta you would say so it starts off with your prediction before before we say oh before which. i say which it's supposed to be that you do the prediction before you look at your number but oh i'll, I'll, I'll cut you some slack
1: oh well thank you i um i appreciate the slack because i love you uh you know i appreciate your love too that 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 really does help gosh omnis, you know i'm gonna say elite kobold lord i think i i think i've got you on this one okay I think I might got you on this one.
0: Okay. You're going to get me on this one. And what's your number?
1: My number is 614.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) My number
1: is 647. Oh,
0: man. Oh, man. (laughs) Dude, you had me so nervous because I heard you say 600 Mm -hmm. and I had mine up. So I know we're in, like, the same rough territory. And then you're like, I think I got you. And I'm, like, the perfect medium, right? I'm looking at mine. I'm, like, 647. I'm, like, at this point, I got a 50-50 chance. hmm Wow, oh, man. I wasn't sure if I was going to take this one. And yet you did. Whew. That was that was, that was kind of a fun one. That might have been my favorite of the, of the challenges so far. Yeah, that was a very dramatic fumble on my end. That was it. Yeah. I think it added some nice spice i forget a little bit almost every episode like what the i i i originally designed it where the theory was that we don't look at our number before we do the prediction because like it, it just kind of like don't don't dig through and like look at the numbers and just be like all right which one do i think because i think it's kind of fun to like make your prediction and then look and see what you actually have uh-huh because honestly because i i chose it And then I looked at it and I saw 647. I'm like, that's higher than I expected. Yeah. So I got a little nervous because I'm like, dude, they're so wealthy. These elite kobold lords, they're so wealthy. Well, I know you like them. You'd want to, you like doing the, uh, the deep dungeons. I, it's profitable. I'll say that. But, (laughs) um, yeah, this is, this has been a blast. I was really hyped for this episode. I was just, I was just excited to do it. Yeah. I knew this was going to be a good chat. Listeners. It's that time. Remember, go check out the Spotify uh, posting, and on there, go in and answer. Tell us what is the cool name that you gave to a piece of gear. And I will close this out with much bromantic love for my for my boy Hack and Slash Vito. And I will say the most OP thing that you can do in the is is follow the at podcast tab in the Orna Discord, because now we're connected. Thank you, Dengie. We love you. Later, nerds.
1: Do you hear the pipes, my Omnus? They were being played by Dengie on the shore.
0: Slashy Vito, what would I do without you?